Before going on a road trip or any kind of journey, you plan your trip with a particular destination and route in mind. Why don't we do that with life? So many people have no idea where they are headed or how to get there. Thankfully, God has provided us with a roadmap and with signposts along the way to guide you along the best path for your life, the one you were made for, the life you were created to live. Journey Through Life Well, good morning again. God is good. He's not mad, bad, or sad, but he's glad. He's good. He blesses his people. He, the Bible says, praise the Lord, for he is good, and his love, how long? For, his love endures forever. And we have been, over the last couple of weeks, and again this Sunday, we have been looking at a topic called Journey Through Life. And as we just saw there, we're, we are picturing, we're imagining life to be like a road trip that you would go on. And when you're on a road trip, you don't want to get lost, you don't want to run out of gas, you don't want to um, end up in the wrong location, you don't want to drive off a cliff, you want to make sure that uh, your journey is safe, that it is wise, and that you get to the destination and that you're following the road signs along the way. And so a couple of weeks ago, we took, we looked at somebody's journey through life from birth to death and after, and um, saw how the Bible provides us with signposts along the journey of our life. Last week, we looked a little bit more at how to ensure that um, you're taking the correct next step in your journey through life. And we looked at a whole number of steps that the, uh, that the Bible lays out and gives us guidance about how to continue on our journey strongly and wisely and on the right path. Today, we're calling this message, Begin Your New Life. Because, you know, sometimes... You do, on, on, a, on a journey, on a road trip, sometimes you do, you know, have an accident or a breakdown or, or something like that, and you end up, you know, stopped for a while, your whole journey is stalled, and you're needing some repairs done, you're needing some fuel done, you're needing whatever it is to take place to make everything right again so that you can get back on the road and back on with your journey. And so, what happens when in life you realize that your life has stalled? Or maybe you realize that you actually took the wrong road and are headed in the wrong direction. Any, anybody ever done that? Got onto a highway and realized you're in the wrong direction and the next exit is like 5,000 kilometers away or something like that? You can't, you can't even just do a U-turn and go back. And so sometimes our lives need to be redirected. And, uh, you know, sometimes you'll see a bus and it will have 
a, a destination on it, but you'll see it stopped in the side of the road and the driver's pressing the buttons or doing whatever he's doing and the name is changing and the destination is now changing. You know, the driver is now saying, okay, I'm no longer going there, I'm now going this way. Sometimes in life, we need to stop our vehicle, we need to stop our life, and we need to evaluate if we're even on the right road or not. And if we're not, we need to do a U-turn. There's actually a word in the Bible for a U-turn. It's called repentance. Repentance just means to turn around. Sometimes people think the word repentance means to go about wringing your hands and feeling a big guilt trip and all of that kind of stuff. It actually was a military term when the army were marching and the sergeant wanted them to turn around. Instead of shouting about turn, he would shout repent. And they would turn around and go the opposite direction. Sometimes on our journey through life, we realize that we're on the wrong road, leading to the wrong destination. Remember, if you're old enough, the talking heads, we're on the road to nowhere. You know, imagine being on the road to nowhere. And yet so many people, if you ask them, where are you headed in life? Oh, well, I'd like to buy a new house or I would like to live in Kelowna. No, that's not what I mean. I mean, where is your life headed? Well, I don't know. Most of us plan what we're going to eat for breakfast more than we plan our life. And yet your life is an amazing gift that God has given to you. And one day you will give an account to God for what you have done with this amazing gift of life. And if you just parked it in the side of the road and left it there and didn't go anywhere, or if you took it and drove down the wrong highway, then, you know, your life is going to have amounted to nothing. You know, last week I shared some, sto- some indications about uh, my own story, my own journey through life. And I, sh- I shared a little bit of some of my story about how I came to faith in Jesus Christ. But there's a couple of little bits I missed out, and I, I just want to get back. I want to just share them today, and then we're going to look at some scripture verses Uh, about how to restart, how to re-fire your life, how to reignite it, how to begin afresh on the journey of life. I told you about how um, I met this Baptist pastor and how he took me to some church services that met in churches and also met in homes and how eventually I became a Christian. But in between those two things, something happened one night um, I, uh, I, w- I went to bed, I went to sleep as normal, and I had this dream. It was probably the most vivid dream that I have ever had in my life. I want you to remember I was not a Christian. I was not a believer. I had just met some Christians. I hadn't read the Bible. I didn't know that God, God can speak to us in dreams um, of course, so can your pepperoni pizza speak to you in a dream as well. You have to identify the source. But um, 
Uh, I had this very vivid dream. Now, I was a chef at the time, and I had this dream that I was in the restaurant that I worked in, and there was no customers in the restaurant. So we were sitting in the kitchen, and we were all playing cards, and we were gambling. And then one of my friends came in the door and said with a very stern face, it's time. And in the dream, I knew it was time for me to die. And like, I didn't even resist it or anything like that. And all my other friends stood up as well, and they led me outside to to the backyard behind this restaurant. Now, I had not been watching movies or talking to people about anything that would have put these ideas in my mind. Even going to these Christian meetings and churches, all I had heard were things like about prayer and about faith and about how good God was. I hadn't heard about any of this stuff. And we walk outside, and there is this big wooden cross lying on the ground. And in the dream, I I knew that I I was going to be crucified as as an execution for my crimes. wasn't explained what they were. Anyway, and I just, I lay down on this cross, and my friends hammered nails into the heel of my hand and through my feet. And then they lifted this cross up, and there was a hole in the ground. They lifted this cross up and slid it into the hole. And when it bumped into the hole, it was agony. And I woke up at that point. And I woke up, I, the bed was like saturated with sweat. I was so dehydrated, my tongue was sticking to the roof of my mouth. And when I woke up, the first words I said was, I'm thirsty. And I thought, oh my goodness, I better go and get a drink of water. And I tried to stand up to go and get a drink of water. But this, this dream was continuing. I, could still, I, couldn't, I couldn't walk. I was scrunching my toes up. And I felt like there was a huge weight on my back. And I couldn't hold my hands. And I had to turn the faucet with my wrists and hold a glass and drink this. And I went back and I collapsed into this wet bed and fell fast asleep. And I woke up the next day and I thought boy, you've really messed your head up with drugs for sure. I mean, for sure. (laughs) What was that crazy dream last night? Then that day, the Baptist pastor that I had met called me and invited me to go to this church that he was speaking at on Sunday. He didn't know anything about this dream. I didn't tell him like it was weird. I felt weird about it all. And I went to this church, this Baptist church, and I sat away in the back row. I know what it's like, you people sitting in the back row. That's what I did too. Sat in the back row so that I could just observe from a great distance, you know. And this pastor got up, and his sermon that day was about the crucifixion of Jesus. And he read these passages, and he explained how, although in popular paintings the nail is through the palm, it was really through the heel of the... And I'm sitting listening to this. And he explained that they had a hole in the ground where when they lifted up the cross, it slid. He explained all of this. And then he read the passage where Jesus is on the cross and shouted out, I am thirsty. And then he explained the meaning of the cross of Jesus. How Jesus had died on the cross in our place. He was sinless, and we were sinners, and we deserved death, and he didn't, but he took our sins 
upon himself. I sat there listening to this man basically interpret the meaning of the dream that I had just had. And I was pinned, completely pinned. I couldn't move. I was pinned to the seat. And I was a bit shaken after that. And I realized, I'm a, I, I'm a sinner. I've, I, I haven't lived for God. I've walked away from God. I haven't even thought about God. And yet God loved me so much, he sent his son Jesus, who died in my place so that I didn't need to. He took my sins. He was buried in a tomb. And on the third day, he rose again from the dead with the power to forgive and save and give the gift of everlasting life. It became real to me all of a sudden. And so it was only a couple of weeks after that that I went to this prayer meeting in a home that I told you about last week. And at the end of that prayer meeting, they said, if anybody would like to put their faith in Jesus Christ, just raise your hand. Well, I put my hand straight up. Like, it all made sense to me now. And I remember they got me to kneel down. And I remember kneeling down in front of this fireplace in this living room. And I said this prayer. They said, they said a prayer and I repeated it after them. And I said this prayer and I put my faith in Jesus Christ. And after that, I began to attend church. And within a few months of attending church, they announced that there was going to be a baptism service. So I put my name forward to be baptized. And I'll never forget that day in George Street Baptist Church in the town of Paisley, Scotland, the United Kingdom. I remember going into the baptism tank and I remember being baptized and going under the water and coming back out again and, and going and changing my clothes and being around the people afterwards and having fellowship and so on. And then a couple of weeks after that, I was in a, a church service and we were singing a worship song. And while we were singing that worship song, I saw a vision. Again, I didn't even know what this was. I just kind of felt like I had gone into this daydream. And all of a sudden, I saw myself back in that living room. And I, it was like I was looking at myself kneeling down. And my body in this vision was transparent. You know, I don't, I, don't see, like, I don't see things all the time. I don't hear things all the time. And I don't have weird dreams all the time. These were significant moments in my life, okay? Uh, it's not that I've stopped the medication or anything like that. So <laughs> I, 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 I see myself kneeling down, but my body's transparent. And I see my spiritual condition. And it was all dark and gray like a cloud. And then I saw myself saying this prayer and standing up and walking away, and I left this old dark cloud behind, and now there was a bright light, the light of Christ shining out of me. And when I saw that, I realized two things. I realized that that night, a few weeks previously, when I had prayed in that living room and asked Jesus Christ to be my savior, it was not just a religious thing I had done. Something amazing had transpired in my life. My old life, my old sinful life, my old depressed life, my old dysfunctional life had died and passed away. And I had stood up and risen to a brand new life with God's love and God's light within me. 
And the second thing that I realized was that when I had got baptized, all that was was an outward reenactment physically of what had happened spiritually. When I went down into the water, it was symbolic of my old life being buried in the tomb with Jesus. And then when I got up out of the water, it was symbolic of me rising to a brand new life, just like Jesus rose again from the dead, now with his light inside me. And that is what That's what baptism is all about, and that is the new start that God gives us in our life. Whenever we feel like we've gone the wrong direction, or our vehicle has broken down, or whatever it is, and we need a brand new start, God is the God of fresh starts and new beginnings, And he enables us to come to him, open up our lives and ask him to come and clean up the mess that we've made of things and take away all of our sins and mistakes and take away all of our spiritual death and darkness and give us a new life, give us a fresh start, begin again our new life. And that's what baptism is symbolizing. Our old life is gone and we are rising again to a brand new life. Now, last week we read a passage of scripture about all of these signposts along our journey in life. But there was one verse at the very beginning that we we hardly mentioned and I want to look at it again. And it's about baptism. So let's put this passage up. It says, Peter preached to the crowd that had gathered. God raised Jesus from the dead, and we are all witnesses of this. Now he is exalted to the place of highest honor in heaven at God's right hand, and he is giving the gift of the Holy Spirit, this new life, this light that comes into us when we are spiritually awakened and spiritually enlightened. The Holy Spirit, as the Father promised to all who believe. And uh, all the people of Israel then are to know for sure that this Jesus, whom you crucified, and although we didn't actually, we weren't there and crucified him, we it was our sins that he died for, so we were did as well, is the one that God has made Lord and Messiah. Now, what happened next? When the people heard this, they were deeply troubled, just like I was after that dream. And they, and they were deeply troubled. By, and they said to Peter and to the other apostles, what shall we do, brothers? And Peter said to them, Each one of you must do a U-turn and get on the right road. Each one of you must turn from your sins. That's something we do inwardly. And then outwardly, show you have done that, and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ so that your sins will be forgiven and you shall receive God's gift, the Holy Spirit. And many of them believed his message and were baptized. And about 3,000 people were added to the group that day. Do you see how this was the message of a fresh start? 
This was the message of a new beginning. This was the message about how if your life has stalled on the journey through life, or if you've suddenly become awakened to the fact that you're driving on the wrong highway, that this is your opportunity to do a U-turn, to turn around, to turn back to God again, to put your faith in Him, to believe in the name of Jesus Christ, and to get that fresh start, to be refueled, to have your battery recharged, to get your tires fixed, to be re not to retire, but to be retired and to, to be refired and to get back on the journey and to this time go in the right direction and not just drive aimlessly, but have the GPS of God's presence, God's spirit with you, enabling you to know when you're taking a right turn and a wrong turn. God is the God of a brand new life, of a brand new start, and we can, we can have that the moment we turn to him and put our, our faith in him. Put the next slide up, please. This is basically what he says. Turn from your sins and be baptized. So, I turn from my sins and I be baptized. Also, it says, believe and be baptized. If you have put your faith in Christ, if you have asked Jesus to be your savior, you have believed. The next step is to be baptized. And if you haven't yet believed, today could be the day that you could say, I'm going to turn my life around. I'm going to put my faith in Jesus Christ today. Believe and be baptized. People today are going to be coming into this baptism tank. We're going to be baptizing them under the water and back up. And when they come up, we're going to lay hands upon them. And we're going to pray for them and ask God to fill them with his love, with his presence, with his spirit. And then it said, then they were added to the group of believers. They joined in with people. You know, at the end of the service today, as you go through the doors into the foyer, you're going to see a booth set up with a video screen and so on, advertising the Alpha course. There was an advert earlier on in the service for it. Listen, if you are just exploring the Christian faith and you want to find out what it's about, or if you are quite new to the Christian faith and, and you want your faith to become stronger, or maybe you've even been a Christian for a while, but you know, I, I still feel like a novice. Can I encourage you to go to that booth and, and see what the Alpha Course is about and sign up for it? Because the Alpha Course is a fantastic way for you to be added to a group of like-minded believers, just like they were. I want you to notice that these people didn't wait three years to get baptized. They were baptized right away. And all that was required was that they believed. Put up the next slide, please, the next verse. Here's another verse. Here's an Ethiopian man speaking to Philip, who is a preacher. And it says, now as the Ethiopian and Philip went down the road, continuing to talk about the message of Jesus, they came to some water. And the Ethiopian man said, see, here is water. What hinders me from being baptized? Listen, church, here is water. What is hindering you from being baptized? You might say, well, I, I didn't bring a towel and a change of clothes. 
That's absolutely fine. We've got plenty of towels and plenty of changes of clothes. We will give it to you. What is hindering you being baptized? Then Philip said, and here was the only condition, if you believe with all your heart, you may, he answered. And he said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Let's say that together, church. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So he commanded the chariot to stand still, and both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and he baptized him. All you have to do is believe with all your heart. Believe that God loves you, that he sent Jesus to be your Savior, who lived and died and rose again, and whoever believes gets a fresh start and can begin again their new life. Put up the next slide, please. Baptism is for believers. Babies can be dedicated to God. We dedicate babies. I know in some churches they sprinkle water on the babies too. That's fine. You might think, well, I was christened as a baby. Do I still need to be baptized? When you were christened as a baby, your parents were doing that because they were promising to bring you up in the church or in the Christian faith. When you're baptized, you're saying, I'm now old enough and big enough to make my own decision, and I have decided to follow Jesus, no turning back. That's what you're saying. Only true believers in Jesus should be baptized. True believers have repented of their sins, they want to live a new life, and they want to follow Jesus from now on. That's what it means to believe with all your heart. Next slide. Baptism symbolizes a spiritual reality, a new birth. When you come out of the water, it's like a new birth. Just like a baby in the womb is in this water, and then the waters break, and the baby's born and comes out. It's a spiritual birth. It's also a bath where you wash away your sins. It's also a grave that you're buried in and rise again to new life. And it's also an immersion in God's love, God's presence, and God's spirit. That's what baptism symbolizes. One more slide I've got to go up. You can be baptized today. You can. If you are already a believer in Jesus Christ, but you've not yet been baptized, or you have decided today to become a believer in Jesus Christ, and you now understand what baptism truly means, and you wish to follow Jesus Christ from now on. In a moment, um, we are going to just, we're going to invite people. We already know there's a few people that have already told us in advance they want to get baptized. And I'm going to invite them to come down the front in a moment. And when I do that, maybe there are other people in this room and you did not tell us in advance you want to be baptized. But today you're thinking, I want to be baptized. Maybe even I want, to be, I want to become a believer and be baptized. I want to begin my life afresh today. I want to start my new life. Then you can come down and join these people as I invite them down the front. You can come down and join them. You're then going to go out the side door 
and um, there, you'll have time to change your clothes, and we have shorts and t-shirts and towels of every conceivable shape and size, so don't worry about it. You don't, like, don't let that little thought put you off. They won't have my size. We do, I promise you. We will get you into something, okay? And you can get changed back here into t-shirts and shorts and come out with the other people and be baptized in water and we will pray for God to fill you with his love and with his spirit and you can begin your new life today. So I want to ask us all to stand right now. Let's all stand. And we're going to put a prayer up on the screen. It is the same prayer that we put up last Sunday and the Sunday before that. It is the prayer for making sure that we are on the right path for our journey through life. And in this prayer, we're going to pray and we're going to say, God... I'm putting my life in your hands, my past, my present, my future. I'm putting my faith in God and in his son, Jesus Christ. I'm asking you to forgive me and change me and start my life anew. That's what we're praying today. So can I encourage all of us to just put your hands out in front of you like this, in an attitude of prayer and as if you are receiving the gift of answered prayer. Let's look at this screen. And we're going to read this prayer together, but we're not just going to read it mindlessly. We're going to think about the words and we're going to believe them with all our heart as we're saying them. Are we ready, church? Okay, let's pray. Father God, I come to you today to give my life to you, my past, present, and future. I place it all in your hands. I believe that you sent your son, Jesus Christ. I believe that he died on the cross to take away my sins. I believe that he rose again from the dead and is alive forevermore. Today I turn from my sins and place my trust fully in Christ. I ask you to forgive me, cleanse me, and change me. Let your spirit come into my life and fill me now. From now on, I am a follower of Jesus Christ. Help me to live for you all my days. Thank you for hearing me and 